0: All right, so today we're reading Luke chapter 23, verses 50, and we're reading to chapter 24, verse 12. Now there's a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man who had not consented consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea and he was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one 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 which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and saw how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. "'Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. "'The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, "'be crucified, and on the third day raised again.' When they remembered his word, uh, "'Then they remembered his words. "'When they came back from the tomb, "'they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. "'It was Mary Magdalene, Jonah, the Mary the mother of James, "'and the others with them, who told, them to, who told this to the apostles. "'But they did not believe the women "'because their words seemed, like, seemed to them like nonsense.' Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened.
1: Good morning, everyone, and a very big welcome to you. It's it's, uh, great to be here on this Easter Sunday, the first Sunday after the lifting of restrictions. Feels like we're back in business, doesn't it? And uh, If you're watching us on the live stream on Facebook or YouTube, uh, no matter who you are or where you're watching from, we very warmly welcome you and we are uh, very grateful that you're with us today. Uh, we're going to uh, pray now as we uh, come to think about uh, this passage from God's word. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for uh, the, uh, this account of the resurrection of Jesus and we do pray that as we consider it now that you would... Uh, Refresh us of this uh, great truth, uh, that uh, you would uh, encourage those of us who are doubting or considering these issues. Father, we pray that uh, in all that we say and the way we respond, that we would bring glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I'm sure you've noticed that in the past uh, couple of weeks or so, uh, stories about the floods in our region have been uh, reported all around the world. Uh, on television, on the internet, uh, on radio, on newspapers. Uh, Port Macquarie in our region has been broadcast all around the world. How does that make you feel? I spoke to one guy who was uh, affected by the floods and I asked him that question and he said, I don't really care, mate. I'm just too busy cleaning up mud. <laughs> And uh, it's the unusual stories which attract the attention, isn't it? Uh, An entire house floating away down the Manning River. Um, A stingray uh, being dragged uh, from a front lawn. Cows uh, coming up uh, onto the sand uh, from the surf. And we live in in an era when no sooner do these events happen that the, uh, the word, uh, the story, spreads very quickly and globally. Yet we also live in the, wor- in the world of the fake news, don't we? Um, the same ease of communication also means that there's a lot more news that's being communicated and it isn't always true. Now, of course, today is about a news story, a very old news story, an ancient news story, a a story which when it first began to spread, uh, began to spread the old-fashioned way, by word of mouth. And then uh, a little bit later on, it began to spread by the written word, and in our own day, via the internet. Good to have you watching on the internet, folks. But what kind of news is it? Man brutally beaten, killed, and buried, buried for, uh, for three days. And now, according to some women, he has risen from the dead, and he's in great health. Now, if that flashed up on your news feed, how would you react to that? What would you think? I'd be thinking, what are they trying to sell me? <laughs> or I'd be thinking, uh, I dismiss it as being nonsense, just a crazy story about some poor, deluded women. But were they deluded? And how do we decide what kind of news this is? I mean, we obviously can't go and ask the women because this happened 2,000 years ago. But we can read what was written about it not long after they saw it. Now, on Good Friday, uh, we uh, learnt about the death of Jesus. But what happened after Jesus died? Um, The the Jews had certain... um, certain uh, uh, customs and rituals which they uh, did in regards to burials. Um, typically, after the person died, the, uh, the body, the corpse was washed. Uh, the corpse was uh, rubbed. It was anointed with oil. And then it was uh, wrapped in, uh, in linen garments, garments which they, they packed into those garments, into the wrapping, um, spices, lots of spices, Now in Luke chapter 23, uh, verse 50 to 54, which you might want to have open and uh, there's an outline there for you if you can grab one of those. In Luke chapter 23, um, we see that some of that uh, did happen to the corpse of Jesus. And it was done by um, one of the Jewish leaders, a man who was part of the um, the ruling body, uh, the body who had opposed Jesus, although he had dissented, because he actually believed in Jesus. His name was Joseph. He came from a town called Arimathea. And Joseph buried Jesus in a a brand new tomb, a tomb that he had had cut uh, into the side of a hill. Uh, It was a tomb that he had prepared for himself. He was a wealthy man. And in verse 53, Joseph, we're told... Uh, he wrapped Jesus' body in linen cloth and placed the body inside the tomb. And so the scene is now set for uh, the women uh, to go to the tomb with some more spices, spices which would uh, alleviate the, uh, the aroma of the decomposing body. But they couldn't do it straight away. And the reason for that was that Jesus died on a Friday. <laughs> That's a good Friday. And uh, that meant that the next day was Saturday, and Sunday was the, the Sabbath. And on the Sabbath, uh, Jews didn't do any work. And to go to the bo- term to and to, uh, uh, to add more spices would have been considered to be work on the Sabbath. And so, therefore, in chapter 24, verse 1, it was early Sunday morning... That they took the spices to the tomb. Mind you, they didn't have the foggiest idea how they were going to get inside the tomb, uh, because uh, Joseph had uh, had closed the tomb. He had uh, uh, had a, a, a large uh, stone was rolled across the entrance, and more than that, the Romans had come and they had they had sealed the stone so that it it couldn't be. Uh, rolled away from the entrance, and then, for good measure, they uh, they posted some Roman soldiers uh, at the uh, tomb in order to, uh, to 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 protect it because they didn't they didn't care about the decomposing body and the smell of that. Uh, they just didn't want anyone getting into the tomb and taking the body away and claiming that Jesus had risen, and so they had. Um, sealed the tomb and they'd posted some Roman guards on the tomb. These were the best trained soldiers in the world. And so you get the picture there that uh, this, uh, the, the idea of the, the, the body going missing was very, very highly unlikely. Uh, to first century people, uh, a story about uh, even just the open grave and the missing body would have sounded like one of those stories that which which clog up our news feeds just fake news and yet that is the claim let me read to you from uh, chapter 24 verses 1 to 3 uh, on the first day of the week very early in the morning the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb they found the stone rolled away from the tomb but when they entered they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Now, uh, Jesus's tomb would have been about um, two square meters thereabouts in in dimensions, and it would have had a small uh, entrance room as well. Uh, and so, when the women went inside the tomb, instead of finding Jesus's body inside, we're told that they were startled by two men whose clothes gleamed like lightning, gleamed like lightning. They were angels. They were messengers from God, messengers whose message, whose words were life-changing. Why do you look for the living among the dead, they said? He is not here, he is risen. Now, many people do not believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Um, A survey which was published uh, today on the ABC of uh, 1,000 Australians uh, showed that 24% of those 1,000 Australians said that they they did believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Uh, 16% said that they definitely did not believe that he rose from the dead and everyone else was somewhere in the middle, <laughs> not sure, or possibly, probably, don't know, whatever. And in actual fact, there—it might surprise you—but there's actually some uh, some church leaders who would be included in that 16% who would say that Jesus did not definitely rise from the dead, and uh, they tend to preach that the that the resurrection is more—it's um, more of an idea that. Uh, um, that grew up, you know, around the church. Whereas others would say, no, the church grew up around the resurrection. But they would say that the, the, the resurrection is, is more of an idea to inspire us, to give us hope that we can rise above whatever our difficult times are. There will be life after COVID-19. There is life after the flood. That's the message of Easter. But no, it's not. No, it's not. Because the women claimed that the tomb definitely was empty. And that the angels told them that inside inside this cold Judean tomb, that the process of decay and death had been miraculously reversed. And that Jesus had truly come back to life. Now, one of the reasons that fake news is so um, uh, is so delicious to uh, people uh, and so prevalent is that uh, we we tend to to to, uh, uh, to to like to believe the things which um, which we want to hear. We love to be, to live in our own echo chambers. And so the question then is, uh, is this news of resurrection just something which the disciples were just uh, longing to hear and they'd believe anything uh, that hinted of resurrection? And the answer to that we see in verse 9. It says that when the women came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James and the others with them, who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Um, did the 11 uh, apostles believe the women? Do they believe the story? No, that's it was fake news. You're deluded. See, the disciples, were they were not gullible people who were just grasping at uh, anything which would provide them with hope. They were reasonable men. Now, sometimes people say that to, to believe that Jesus rose from the dead means shutting down your brain and making a, 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 a mystical leap into the world of irrationality. Indeed, uh, it would be irrational if Jesus were just an ordinary person, someone like you and me. But that's the point. Jesus is no ordinary man. Verse 6, he is not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still living with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised from the dead. And then they remembered his words. Friends, uh, Jesus had foretold his resurrection. uh, Earlier in uh, Luke chapter 9, Jesus asked his disciples who they thought that he was. And it was the, It was Peter who hit the bullseye when he replied by saying you are the Christ of God. And then Jesus shocked Peter by saying the son of man must suffer, be rejected, killed and on the third day be, be raised to life. Now think about that. Uh, who would, be, um, would suffer and be rejected, killed and raised to life. Uh, how does Jesus describe himself? He describes himself as being the son of man and that's important because that's a title which comes from the Old Testament. It's a title which comes uh, uh, from the book of, of Daniel uh, and we're going to flip up uh, on the screen uh, the uh, verse from a couple of verses from Daniel chapter 7 verses 13 to 14. Uh, let me read this to you. here the, uh, the prophet Daniel, Uh, um, uh, was given a vision of the future. He's given a heavenly vision of God's plan for all of humanity. And here it is in Daniel 7 verse 13. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence... He was given authority, glory and sovereign power. All peoples, nations and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Friends, that is the future to which all of God's promises were pointing. Now, uh, we learnt on Good Friday that the death of Jesus has paid um, the penalty for our sin. And here we see that his resurrection means uh, not only that we can be forgiven of, uh, of our sins, but uh, that he is in fact the eternal ruler. This actually comes into effect at the end of Matthew's Gospel when Jesus is ascended uh, to his Father and he's given all glory and all power and all honour. And all authority. He is the eternal ruler of heaven. Now, is it hard to believe that Jesus has risen from the dead? Well, if he is an ordinary man, then clearly clearly the answer is yes, of course. But he is the son of man from Daniel 7. The one who is like man, but who is in fact God. Come as man. Uh, when news of the empty tomb first broke, the apostles didn't believe the women. And you can imagine the scene in verse 9 the men saying, oh, ca- Calm down, ladies, uh, you've, you've been through a difficult and emotional time, uh, you must be mistaken. But Jesus foretold it. Uh, in verse 12, Peter. Uh, ran to the tomb and witnessed with his own eyes that the tomb was very empty. And as Luke's Gospel concludes from verse 36 onwards, the disciples met the risen Jesus and they were present when he ascended into heaven to be with God the Father as Daniel 7 had foretold. Now, sometimes people... um, as I say, they, they believe, we believe fake news because we want to, but then become very disillusioned when, when it's proven that the fake news isn't actually true. I mean, there's usually a, f- a few uh, die-hard warriors that'll continue to believe that it's true, even though the evidence says it's not true. But people do become disillusioned when uh, their fake news that they've been uh, banking on is proven to be untrue. Whereas the apostles... They were not in any way disillusioned uh, after the resurrection. In fact, they spent the rest of their lives spreading the news that Jesus had risen from the dead. And they did so even at the cost of their own lives because they knew it was truth. Truth with big implications. Truth with implications for all people for all time Truth with implications for you and for me. On Good Friday, we learnt that the death of Jesus has paid the penalty for sins. But how can we be sure of that? How can we be sure? Living here in Port Macquarie in 2021, how can we be certain that the death of a a Jewish man over 2,000 years ago has cleared our debt to God? How can we be sure? It's because of the resurrection. You see, why did God raise Jesus to life? God was able to raise Jesus to life because the penalty for for sin is death and because Jesus is God in the flesh. His death was enough. He's paid the bill. It's like when you and I, we go to pay a bill the old-fashioned way. If you've done that recently maybe not for many of us here but you know what you know, you know what I mean you, you, you go to the counter and there's a person behind the counter and you hand them your bill and the person then says to you actually someone has already paid this bill and then they get a stamp and they stamp the paperwork paid in full paid in full that's just like the resurrection the resurrection is that stamp that says that our debt, Has been paid in full. Uh, In Romans chapter 4, verse 25, Paul says of Jesus, he was delivered over to death for our sins and raised to life for our justification. That we it is declared that we are now right with God because the debt has been paid. The resurrection of Jesus is the clear proof that God the Father has accepted the penalty. Jesus paid for us so that we can be forgiven and he can now offer eternal life to us to spend with him. And that's great news, isn't it? So the question I want to ask you is, do you trust that Jesus has done that for you? Now, these days, the the news cycle is lightning fast, isn't it? You know what it's like, you know. An event happens, uh, the media reports the story, they create a fuss and then they report on the fuss that they've created and then it's on to the next story as people forget uh, what's just happened in order to, uh, they go on to the next story in order to uh, try to feed our demand for something new and something fresh. But the resurrection is not a story that, hits the internet one day, creates a reaction and is soon forgotten. Now, 2,000 years later, it's still fresh. We're still reporting this news. (coughs) Down through the ages, we've been doing it by word of mouth, by written word, by digital technology and countless people around the world, even today, are still responding to it. Because the resurrection of Jesus means that death has now been defeated and God can now offer us forgiveness and life with him forever. And the right response is to trust in Jesus and in gratitude to turn your life over to God, to come back to God. Now, one of the... uh, stories from, Port, from the Port Macquarie floods which quickly spread around the world was the one about the spiders. Did you see that one? Remember that? You probably don't want to hear this. You want to hear it? Clusters of hundreds and hundreds of spiders swimming in the Hastings River, searching for somewhere dry and then finding someone on a boat and jumping into the boat with the people in them. I didn't hear if the people jumped out of the boat. (laughs) You know, that's one story which uh, I would have wished was fake news, wouldn't you? Friends, the resurrection of Jesus is reliable news. It's true news. It actually happened. And so the question for each of us this Easter Sunday is how have you responded to this news? Have you placed your trust in the risen Jesus? Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we want to thank you for this great news story that uh, reported by those ladies so long ago, uh, not fake news but true news, and true news that's been uh, reported on over 2,000 years, and it's being reported on around the world today, true news that has come to us. And Father, we pray that um, each one of us might uh, consider uh, the resurrection of Jesus and its implications for our lives, that we would be those who put our trust in Him and long for that time when we can spend all eternity with You because of Jesus. And we pray these things in His name. Amen.